Hello, faithful listener. This week was supposed to be the end of the couples month, but unfortunately, a few of us were sick and couldn't record. So our live recording of couples month, or I should say current recording of couples month, and the conclusion of that will hopefully be next week. Uh, And this week for this issue, uh, we are going to be pulling out of the backlog and you will have the marvels to enjoy. So sorry about that. And this was not our plan. Uh, And unfortunately, life happens, illness happens. And uh, we hope you enjoy this backlog episode. Ding. Dang it. I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I was afraid that Will wasn't going to participate. I thought he was going to argue. <laughs> I think you, there was that twinkle in his eye. <laughs> he was like, do I do as I've asked <laughs> for this one time? <laughs> or am I going to be the villain <laughs> in Chris's real life? Editing moments. <laughs> right? Good luck editing this uh, in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. I was I genuinely wasn't sure if he was going to do it. I wasn't either. He's, yeah. It's because he's he is in he is uh, antagonized us in those moments prior. Right. <laughs> so there was no telling. Uh, I've got I've got a criminal history. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. He's got a rap sheet. Right. Yeah. What a bunch of a holes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh, anyway. Man. So, today, we're going to talk about Marvels. Good luck trying to Google this, because if you type in Marvels comic, it's going to bring up the Marvels because of the movie, Yep. and it's a pain in the butt yes, to find anything about this comic book now. Um, so, our apologies to that. You're either going to have to try to find it in a physical form, or Google uh, searching it on Marvel Unlimited is pretty useful. That came up pretty quick. As long as you don't type the word the. Just it's marvels. marvels. It's not marvels. The marvels. Yes. Only marvels. And put it in quotes, that might help. For Google, you mean? Mm-hmm. That's true. I could see that. So uh yeah, this isn't the the Marvels. This is Marvels that came out in nineteen ninety four. Me too. Oh my. <laughs> really? Yeah, I came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so thanks, mom. We, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Alex Ross drew this. Uh, he's a pretty famous dude, draws things that look super Wait, was realistic. He at, uh, was he at Fan Expo? I don't think so. Was there a Ross? Maybe. I, that I don't know. The name Ross kind of rung a bell. But Alex Ross is super famous. He's he's done stuff for Marvel and DC, does artwork that looks like realistic. Like, yeah, 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 the artwork, artwork's like painted and stuff. So, um, anyway, and uh, the writer, since we've been trying to do this a little better, uh, Kurt Busick, mm-hmm. um, I he's done other things, but nothing that, uh, like my brain, my brain immediately goes to. So, not yes. that, not that, uh, he doesn't do things that are a big deal. He's just done a lot of stuff over the years. Hmm. Um, he's a pretty big comic writer. But anyway, yeah. So before that, we have any nonsense? Anybody got anything? So I want to be honest. <laughs> are you sometimes not honest? He's pretty much Some, honest. Sometimes I'm time. not, but most of the time. I, I was going to say the majority, vast majority vast of the time. Vast majority of the time. Yeah. Sometimes so I'm when you say you're busy tomorrow, <laughs> now stop. <laughs> I want to know what he was gonna say. Okay. All right. What continue. were you gonna say? So I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm kind of hankering for a sandwich. Oh, oh man, we're back to sandwiches. <laughs> that that could be a callback from months ago now. 
<laughs> Could be. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Didn't you get a sandwich since I, our episode? I did. But I... Oh, for Matt Anthony's. You right. said theirs was pretty good. It was pretty good. You eating any good food lately? Yeah. You have any restaurants you want to go to? Any... Um... What'd you guys think of that Oku Roji? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, it was nice. good. I want to go back. I thought it was good. Yeah, um, that ramen was legit. I thought that the ramen was comparable to Three Crowns. I need to get that ramen. I liked your rice. What? See, if I go back, I get rice, the rice. I know it was really, the rice really, was good. really good. Yeah. Um, that sushi though, those raw scallions, those are or scallops. That was good. I might have to get some sushi. But anyway, so we got to go back more than once. Okay. Oh darn! Darn it! Dang. And for authentic ramen, it's reasonably priced. It's the same as what it would cost anywhere. Right. Yep. But anyway, have you had anywhere interesting besides Okuroji recently? Nope. <laughs> I like that. Kind of been, uh, kind of been no lifing it here recently. That's probably okay though, right? Yeah, it's good on the wallet. Yeah, I believe that. Although I never hear from you. Like I'll hear from you on occasion. Yes. But I oftentimes just hope you're alive. Me too. <laughs> so what about once a week when he posts artwork? <laughs> that's, how, that's my life check. Is, well, we uh, hope, we he's, know he's alive. alive. <laughs> he's alive. He posted. Oh, we got artwork. Yep, he's still good. <laughs> really, he was hanging onto the edge of the desk, just like dragging <laughs> it to the pile. At least they'll <laughs> finally <laughs> that'll get to up- upload. <laughs> <laughs> one last, one last RVs. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. That wow. is... <laughs> yeah. Good yep. times. Good times. It, yeah. You mentioned the one time, though, that is your phone still the problem or your location or what is it? Sometimes You so. said sometimes like, you don't some, get messages. Yeah, sometimes it just like... Our friend Melissa out. was saying she hasn't heard from you for like weeks. Yeah, it's not unusual, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did message her today, though. Well, that's so. good. To say you were going to the party. Yeah. Like, hey, P-R-T-Y, because I've got to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because anyway. i got a party. Because you got a party. You're going to talk like that, too? We're going to talk like that in the whole podcast. I mean, we can if you want. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how well what I if, can, though. What if, what if that's how we talk to all the time? <laughs> be weird. That would be very strange. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. And how? so you got a synopsis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, talking like that? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know either. What if I just read the synopsis like <laughs> this? <laughs> this podcast is off the rails. <laughs> uh, it's disrupt. Are you ready? Yeah. Are we gonna, okay. <laughs> so in this, <laughs> in the Marvels, we follow the career of a photographer. It's it's named Marvels. Phil. Just just Marvels. Marvels. <laughs> I, I I messed that up anyway. It's got a unique twist that tells a superhero story from the perspective of an ordinary citizen, as he is coming to terms with being powerless in a new world of superheroes. Phil is there to capture capture battles between foes, weddings between heroes, and works to create a more appreciative tone towards the heroes that come to save them from destruction time and again. And it ends. <laughs> because I had a really hard time writing a synopsis for this yeah. one. Yeah. So because it's just like what I read it and it's like what actually happened. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> What the Marvels is. <laughs> Marvels, not the Marvels. Ah, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> we need a That's buzzer every... <laughs> 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 I'm going to keep you guys on your toes. Uh, yeah, so I'm, what, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the disruptor. <laughs> Pass the corrector. The corrector. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm... That means you're the structure. I was going to say <laughs> professor. <laughs> that works too. But Marvels is Marvel Comics. You did it again. I said Marvels. Said I didn't the, say that. No, did. I did not. Roll it back. But Marvels. But Marvels. But that's. <laughs> I did not say the. Uh, 
So he was. Stop it. I don't think he meant it as. I said marbles. He's like, so the. I didn't say. I said so marbles. We're going to put money on it. Okay. I'm good with 29 minutes. He's going to owe us that sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fine. If I said the, I'll buy the sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) And if I didn't, then Patrick, you're buying my sandwich. Yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) We're betting sandwiches. (laughs) We're betting sandwiches. That is such an us thing. (laughs) (laughs) I got a cookie on it. What if that? What if you made a poker set that was all like <laughs> sandwiches, so pies, like cookies, <laughs> bread, or... bread? Yeah, yeah. Patrick will be. Yeah, like w- one set of <laughs> chips is cookies. One set of chips is chips. One set, you gotta like you like bet higher higher grade meal items. <laughs> yeah, I, this has to be a, a thing. This has to be a thing. Here's a, I raise your I raise your chips and bring you an ice cream sundae. <laughs> <laughs> that would suit our friend group that really would be well. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I see you put a. You have a sandwich. Well, I'm gonna up you a sushi roll. <laughs> I got a whole turkey dinner all in. <laughs> When you pushed your hands forward, I saw a platter with a turkey <laughs> on it. Good. <laughs> oh, shoot. Now the real question is, do I leave that stupid? Yeah. Don't do that. Just keep it. Okay. So Marvel's is a retelling of... Man, it's hard to talk like that all the time. Uh, it's tough. Okay. Okay. So How does Optimus Prime do it? Of I. <laughs> what the heck? I am up. No, no. <laughs> I can't even focus now. This is just a. <laughs> this is know. a mess. This is a yes, mess. It is a retelling of events. Of the Marvel. Of the Marvel Universe. universe. From the perspective of the ants. Yeah, like Aunt May. Okay. <laughs> okay, the reporters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all the early day Marvel. <clears throat> Which I feel like this would hit a little harder if we had actually read like those actual like the events. Maybe. Because Maybe. there's one point in which the Fantastic Four are By Galactus. fighting Galactus, yeah. And they're like, Oh, they've just disappeared. They haven't shown back up. They must have been defeated. But if you had actually read it, you'd be like, oh, no, he's in there. Or, like, they're in there doing this because then all of a sudden the thing shows up and punches him. <laughs> right. That's what happens at it's the end of all of the... It's time. All of the Fantastic Four. The thing just shows up and punches them. Yeah. Clobbers them. And right. then uh, uh, Reed Richards? Richard Reed? Yeah. Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Well, whatever. His name's backwards. And... Uh, <laughs> He's got this little device thing, but you have no they don't really explain it. But if you had actually read that comic, like that Fantastic Four comic, I imagine, talking about that battle, you'd know what that is. Right. Yeah, but I, I think that that's part of the the point or what is meant to be the charm of this. No, of like this it was it wasn't like though. super aggravating. I was just like I wonder if it would have changed. Maybe how you how how you experience this comic. I find it interesting to read a comic that one is from the perspective of somebody other than the heroes in a world with the heroes, and two that revisits in a world with heroes. There's one one photographer (laughs) is not a hero. Sets out to write a book. Because that's really what it is. I'm going to be honest. I'd, I'd watch that TV show. <laughs> Follow Phil as he photographs Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, yeah, he also gets like Iron Man. He does. Thor, and Captain America. And, um, Cap. But I, I like that what they do is they present all of the early days of Marvel through a way that kind of shows you these big events even if you haven't read it or weren't there when it was coming out i thought that was kind of cool uh i remember when i first read this just thinking it was such a unique and interesting reading experience 
because uh, this was I think this is the second or third time I've read it. Um, I used to have the issues of it, and I just found it so interesting as an idea because it it pulls back from the protagonist, the usual protagonist perspective, and these epic stories, and makes you think about the way people are affected by the characters in the universe. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> I mean, when I was reading it, I kind of was reminded of um, the beginning of Batman versus Superman, the mm. movie, because... With Bruce Wayne in in uh, Metropolis, yeah, when mm. uh, uh, Superman and Zod, I think it is, yep. are fighting, and it's like I watched that movie, and then you see it from this other perspective, and it's like, oh, that's cool because you see Bruce Wayne running around trying to like help people, and he's an ordinary person, and he's like, how do I deal with this? Like I'm Batman, but I I can't fight. These guys are flying through the air, shooting laser beams, and. Bringing down buildings. Bringing down buildings. I'm just one man. How do I deal with this? And so it had that kind of same vibe going for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's even kind of what that that scene towards the end with Jameson kind of shows that one of the reasons Jameson hates uh, super people is they make him feel helpless. They make him feel powerless. Yeah. And and it's interesting that you brought up BVS because I didn't even think about that. But really, that's what that opening scene is meant to show as well. Yeah. Uh, and establish why Batman thinks that having people around like that could be a problem. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, the artwork... It was really cool. It was. It was very well done, yeah. There's a, there's a few DC storylines that I like. Uh, one's called Justice. One's called Kingdom Come that are also done by Alex Ross. And it's it's always cool to see his uh, like realistic look uh, for different heroes and how the costumes look, fabric, and, mm-hmm. and all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, I think that that's interesting. But overall, what were your opinions? Like, what was your, what was your thought on this? I mean, it was it was pretty good. I did like the fact that you could um, take pretty much any change and put it into this story, and it would be pretty much the same story. Any change? overall? What do you mean? Like like large societal change? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't necessarily have to focus on superheroes being the change. Just anything where people are dismissive of it, or they try to tear it down, or mm-hmm. all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. which I found interesting. Yeah. That's what I got. What about you, Will? Yes. So, I don't know. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a heavy discussion issue. I can tell. Like, this issue is going to have a lot of really good discussion. (laughs) I know, right? So, uh, I've found that... There are a few stories I've read, maybe a couple, maybe it's just two, uh, where they follow a journalist of some type and they deal with a storyline. Uh, Civil War Frontline does it as well, although I think it offsets the um, balance of the storyline of Frontline. Uh, I enjoyed that story a lot, too. And, and again, I think it's because it pulls back and you see it from a perspective of like a normal person and trying to get to the bottom of things or trying to to look at um, kind of the effect or impact of these heroes. And Marvel's is really, I find it, I find it a cool way for a comic company to be like, hey, check out kind of how the things we've had happen over the years. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that it was interesting that it you could see it from the beginning, um, from the Human Torch and the evolution to Iron Man and the Silver Age and things like the Fantastic Four uh, and Spider-Man, like the whole focus on Spider-Man in the final issue mm-hmm. um, and Gwen Stacy's death and, uh, well, Captain Stacy's death and then Gwen Stacy's death as well and um, all of this stuff to where... This character that you're following is really almost looking at superheroes. I like when, you know, they, they kind of hand you one of the themes 
on a platter uh, by with his assistant towards the end. But really, he almost um, makes these heroes into something that would be akin to a religion of his. Like he puts all of his trust and faith into the fact that these heroes are going to save the day. Right. Um, and then he has to question how he deals with things when they don't. Um, mm-hmm. And and I feel like this this is an interesting comic because, Patrick, you and I, yesterday, yes. at launch, mm-hmm. discussed different types of storytelling. Mm-hmm. This would be a character piece. Okay. Um, this is a character drama or a character piece or whatever you want to say. It's not a plot narrative, character narrative Um this is not a a story that is based around the plot that is going on. Each issue has kind of a different focus, um, even though the overarching thing for a while is him trying to get his book out and stuff. But again, that's about him. It's about him dealing with life in a world with, with people who are way beyond what he can understand um, and how he reacts to them and how the society around him reacts to them. And I told you that I tend to not favor character-driven narratives. You did. And this is a good example of that. I enjoy this story. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching his journey through it. Um, But it's hard for me to pin down anything specific about it because I prefer things where the plot is the focus less than the character itself. Mm and this was a character story. It really was. It is about the photographer. It's about Phil. Um, and that is different. It's different than most of what we've read. Uh, I would say in a way, Constantine was probably the closest thing to a character story or Saga. Saga, what we read in Saga was probably the closest thing to a character narrative that we've read yeah. um, aside from this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I I think it's hard to pin down kind of what what this is what it what it is meant to be um because it doesn't have an overarching story we can't talk about like these plot points and how they lead to this and how it does that because that's not really what it's about i had such a hard time writing a synopsis about it because i'm like what what actually does happen yeah a lot of things are happening but at the same time there's no like main line you know? Yeah, I mean, like, we really see, we see the birth of, uh, like, back in original Marvel comics, we see the, uh, when Marvel first started, the Human Torch was their first hero, I believe. And yeah. so we see the Android Human Torch, which is not the same as the Fantastic Four Human Torch later. Um, and we see Namor being a villain who becomes more of a hero later and is a big part of the Fantastic Four storylines as well. We see them team up with Captain America and fight in World War II. And uh, then it moves on and we see the birth of the mutants and the X-Men and how society hates them. I was actually going to point that out. Yeah, I'm like, because you read the first couple of issues and they kind of are worshiping, not really worshiping, but they idolize the heroes like Iron Man, Thor, but they villainized the mutants, right? And so there's this part in the story, it's almost kind of a plot hole because they don't really tell you whatever happens to her, but the oh. Phil almost throws like a brick at the mutant and, you know, everyone's hating him and he goes home to find that there's this little mutant girl in his basement, mm-hmm. being cared for by his daughters and yeah, because they yes. his his him and his wife thought oh they found a stray dog. Turns out it's this mutant girl that kind of looks like a fish. Yeah, a little and bit. he actually tries to go out of his way to find a mutant to talk to to be like, hey, I've got this girl. Can you save her? Because I'm worried that they're actually gonna like burn my house down and kill me and my family. But. Then, as the story progresses, I don't know what's going on in the X-Men comics, but the mutants just kind of go away. And they, they aren't talked about. Well, and I that, think that was the focus of this. They, and that's that was when, a... like, I noticed they were absent, and that's when they kind of started turning on, you know, the other heroes and starting to, like, admonish them and kind of, like, villainize them as being like, oh, you're, you're doing these things, but you're actually hurting people. I don't know. 
I just thought it was. I think it's a commentary on the on the idea that society wants to villainize something. That's what I was pointing out. Like mm-hmm. they were using the mutants as a scapegoat, and then all of a sudden the mutants kind of just disappeared from the story. And then that's when it. I noticed they started going after like Spider Man, Iron Man, and like those. They they want to do those Senate hearings. Hearings. Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that that's really, you know, comic books. Oftentimes, here's something that would suit a, a podcast about comic books, right? Um. <laughs> hey, I know what. What? We're going to talk about the societal impact and effects of comic books. Um, Really, it's the impact of society on comic books. Many times, storylines and characters and things over the years were added or developed based on current events or or, uh, issues going on in society around comics. Like... Like, uh, not around comics, but in society would make their way into comics. And I think that this reflects that. This this kind of shows you that comics, oftentimes, the storylines that are played out within them are meant to be reflections on certain aspects of society and idealism and and things like that that, um, that are then brought to life through the mythos of comic books. Uh, and I think this captures that of the eras that, that those heroes were debuted in. Yeah. I think it was meant to. Um, during the Galactus story arc in Marvels, they talked about, uh, like, the atom bomb. Like, oh, nukes are, you know, they said nukes would drop. That's how we're all going to die. Yeah, and yeah. then it ends up being a giant alien in outer space, from yeah, outer space who sure. wants to eat the Earth. Or eat the earth. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like... Something that I found interesting about this comic series, or I would say short story, it's it's really four issues, right? Yeah, it's four issues. There's a fifth, but it's just a prelude to the. There's issue one. zero, which for whatever reason in the app. Yeah, it puts it last. Puts it last. It's because it came out later than the other ones. It puts it in chronological order. I wonder. That's what it is. I'm like, I'm just gonna read it in the order that the app has it in. That's what and it I'm is. And I'm like, it didn't. Issue zero for that didn't change. So you got a little context to the human torch, but that was it. But that was it, and it was like thirteen pages instead of yeah. the forty-five or whatever of all mm-hmm. the others. So it was. I'm guessing it was like a special that they did for something like Free Comic Day or something. Probably. Like but um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting story. The reason I suggested us reading it is because it is so different than what you usually read yeah. from, from comics. And it does capture a lot of that stuff that happened. Um, but anyway, I found myself being, I, and maybe it's just me because as I've gotten older and I have a family and stuff, I tend to be more emotional than I used to be when I was younger. Um, but I actually had a few moments in this comic book that were emotional for me. Uh, like I actually felt myself like get a little like choked up when he was with his family or, um, Specifically, I think one was when uh, he was he confronted the mutant in the basement, um, mm. like finding that this little girl had been abandoned by her family, and I mean she's just oh she's yeah, that, literally that was, just a little girl. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, that's the little mutant girl tells that story of like her parents, like what was it? They, they got fired from their job and they couldn't make ends meet, and mm-hmm. yeah, they couldn't feed anyone and they told her it was all her fault yeah and so they she had to leave and well and and right before that you know they set up his hatred of mutants they make him feel like society does and then he's confronted with this this little girl that he's like oh she's one of them i hate them but then he's looking at her and he's like why would i hate this little girl right and it makes him face this like false fear that he's created and that's really power i actually felt like like that's that's a challenging thing for anybody like to to have to face something and deconstruct this idea that you have sure because you're confronted with something completely contrary to what you thought based on it Mm -hmm. but then that's basically the exact that's like the same uh opposite side of the same coin of what happens to him at the end yeah because at the end it's his love of superheroes like oh this is it and then he has 
a, a negative experience in which Spider-Man fails to save Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, yeah. which after watching Into the Spider-Verse, I'm like, she's definitely going to die. It's a canon event. <laughs> That's why. As she soon as I saw her, I'm like, sorry, lady, you're dead. <laughs> it's written. Um, so that's another part I got super emotional at because I yeah. have this weird affinity for Gwen Stacy. I grew up loving Spider-Man. And so we're going to end up talking about this in, by the time this issue comes out, we may have already talked about this actually. Maybe. It's possible because uh, one of the stories we're reading or have read <laughs> In Time the, is in, in this temporal backlog of, of issues. Um, is Spider-Man Blue. We're going to read Spider-Man Blue for February for one of our couples things because it covers Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane for Peter Parker yeah. and and Betty Brandt. Um, one of our guests, Nick, really likes that comic. I'm the one that told him to read it. I loaned yeah. it. I think I might have might have loaned it to him i don't know uh, i told him i would bring it for him and he said that's okay i can read it online and he read it based on my suggestion yeah um and he did really enjoy it and uh because it really captures who peter is but and it's largely focused around kind of the relationships he has over time well i'm i'm a big fan of gwen stacy i i think it's sad that you know she had to die and to, to make way for mary jane and to keep Peter from a status quo of getting married and things, because that's really what the publishers cared about, is keeping him, you know, single and interesting in their eyes. So um, so seeing the way they built up Gwen Stacy as a person in this, yeah, um, and, then, and then her death, like having her uh, be, this, be this person who lost her dad and the photographer Phil's talking to her in Marvel's, and they're connecting, and he's growing to appreciate her as a person, yeah. And her perspective of Spider-Man, and then to have Spider-Man, you know, in that in that battle. Um, it, when you read the comic, what you know is Green Goblin had killed Gwen Stacy. It is not Spider-Man who does, but he believes he did. Um, like Spider-Man believes the same thing Phil does in Marvels, which is that catching her is what killed her. Um, and. That, because I have this appreciation of Gwen Stacy and the Spider-Man universe, um, and aside from the whole Across the Spider-Verse stuff, like, that's a different Gwen Stacy. That's I was just, I was, as soon as I saw her, I thought of, like, Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that came much later. And I'm like, ooh, later. this isn't going to end well that for came, you. That came much later. Um, but, so, because, because I've always appreciated Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man's, like, love interest... Having to like see this comic build her up as this bright-eyed, innocent youth. Yeah, the the artwork did a very good job of that. Oh yeah, too. like her yeah. hopefulness and when, like when, when Namor was, it, was invading. Yeah, and yeah. there she's just looking up like, oh, it's like we're in a snow globe, and the light was yeah. shining down on her. And like, and you're and definitely Phil, gonna die now. Phil's like, this is why heroes matter. Like, this is how because they protect people like her. Yeah, and ultimately, Spider-Man fails to save her. And that and that you know creates that paradigm shift in the main character Phil in the photographer, um, but that that got me emotionally like hmm. actually reading that because of how I feel about Peter and Gwen and stuff it just did man like it totally I was like oh I don't like this the, how funny is it when Phil's like ah uh, that. That'll twink Peter Parker. He's always after those dirty little shots to make a make a quick buck off a of Spider Man. I also like when he's like, I can't believe a girl like this nice girl's dating that weasel Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Patrick's like, I'm not I'm sleeping over here. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Keep sleeping, Pat. But anyway. Yeah, sorry. I had to go on my Gwen Stacy rant. That was one of the things sorry, I was going to talk yeah. about. Um, Do so, it Do it again. <laughs> you're like, let me get some more Z's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I've talked enough. I was just, th- that was the one thing I wanted to talk about primarily was the emotional impact I found in certain scenes um, and how you do relate differently when it's a normal person compared to a hero, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. Um, but anyway, did you, Patrick, did you want to say anything about the comic? <laughs> no, I'm good. 
Okay, did you have a favorite scene? Yeah, it was when he confronted his beliefs on mutants with that little mutant girl. Was it? Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite part. Yeah, that was good. It was very well done. Yeah. Did it make you feel emotional at all? I'm just curious. No, really. No? Okay. I just wondered. I think the dad side of me is what made me feel I that. Was, I was more thinking to myself during that was, yeah, you know, when you actually get to know the thing you're trying to villainize, it's amazing what happens. Dude. <laughs> Isn't that a truth that we can mm-hmm. all live by? <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, yeah, it is. What about you, Wilhelm? Oh, I don't know. Did you have a favorite scene? See, I tried to keep that in mind while I read this because character pieces are hard See, for I, me to pick. I stuff. tried to keep that in mind, but I just there's just nothing that really jumped. It sounds like you liked the scene with Gwen when yeah, she was like when, bright-eyed and yeah, snow globing. That was a, that was a good scene. They did a really good job setting that up. They or did. he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Whatever his name was. Chris? Kurt. Kurt? Something to see. Uh yeah, I I would say um it would be between the the scene with Gwen and uh and the mutant girl. Like, those were two that just stood out to me. Yeah. I thought that they conveyed the emotion of the comic really well. Okay, did you have a favorite character? Are we going to do that? I'll say the alien girl, though, for my scene. Alien. Mutant. I think she looks like an alien. You said fish, but I think alien. She did kind of look a little freaky. But mutant girl. That was that was heart-rending, especially when she leaves. That was heart-rending, where she's was... like, hey, I don't want your family to be in danger Right. I left, and yes. he's like, "Is she okay?" I that's almost Ugh. like a not a plot hole, but like a loose end. Oh, because you never because you never know that if she's okay. I kept expecting her to come back. Well, here's the thing, though, because you just follow it from his perspective, like that's very real to life, and that's why character narratives suck because they don't care about that stuff. They yeah. make it so it's about the character. And he had his character arc there where he went from hating mutants to understanding and the villainization to the to the endearment. And then that's all that mattered. And then he had and that's the that's what sucks about character narratives is they don't care about loose ends. Because in real life you have tons of them. Right. Yeah. And that's what my soapbox is gonna say, because Chris does not enjoy character <laughs> narratives usually. Chris has loose ends. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> oh my anyway Patrucchio what about you any what? favorite character characters yeah favorite ones you like it when Captain America you like Captain America because he jumps over him at that one scene no I'm just kidding <laughs> I really don't think there was any standout characters not even Phil not even <laughs> I was just gonna say Phil <laughs> I was going to say Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Predictable. Because her part that's in it may endeared me to her. I already was endeared to her. I mean, maybe the mutant girl because mm. he she challenged the main character. And was brave enough to leave during riots right. to protect their family. She's awesome. Right. So, yeah, I guess that will be my mutant girl. My mutant girl. Yeah, I don't even think she... I think she says her name, right? She does. She says her name because it's like a normal person name. I don't remember what it is though. But no, I'm I don't remember a, either. But such it's... a wonderful person, I forgot. It's just like people in real life. You can think they're wonderful, you don't remember their name. Right. Who are you again? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So mutant girl and Phil and Gwen Stacy. Yep. That works. That works. Did you have a least favorite scene? We just need a sitcom about those three now. <laughs> Gwen Stacy alive or dead? Is it the ghost of Gwen Stacy? <laughs> <laughs> or is it um, Phil being insane and and he's got seeing like dementia her. and he's, he's she walks he around with her the, neck snapped. He sees like Gwen Stacy and the little mutant girl when he's in like the nursing home and he's just talking to him. His <laughs> right. wife is there. And he's yeah. like, wow, who are you talking to? Who's Gwen Stacy? That's such a dark sitcom. You, well, you need to become a writer. But you don't know it's him being crazy the whole time until the very end. Oh, That's the plot people. twist. Hmm. You think it's them coming back to visit, but it's actually... Crazy Phil. Crazy Phil. 
So it's funny until it's not. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's funny until it's not. That that is uh, that is the quote of the episode. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> it's funny until it's not. Will. <laughs> so, did you have a least favorite scene then? I mean, nothing I can really think of. No, nothing that stood out as being like. I mean, I, I had some like least favorite themes of you know like people just pretty much lying, making stuff up about. The, the superheroes and stuff just like Jameson and yeah. Spider-Man and all that but that's I mean okay I mean that's fine that's good yeah what about you Will least favorite you have a part that stands Based. out as you were just like I didn't really like that favorite part would probably have to be when he lost his eye I'm just like what to purpose? the brick or whatever yeah, it was he's just like I'm gonna run up here and he lost his eyeball and I'm like was that supposed to be like for something because then he also went to war, and I'm like... It, it made him furious. Nah, I uh, get it. <laughs> That's what you get out of me. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, terrible, I don't deserve anything noise. more. That's a terrible noise for a mic. <laughs> Should you use your nose or your throat when you make that? Nose. <laughs> That's a nose sound. You can ask a voice actor that, and they'll be able to tell you. <laughs> Does that no, come from your nose or your throat? That's why I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like he'd know what part. That was our no. That was that was a nasal thing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. So the brick yeah, to the face. I'm just like, what was the like it? It didn't. I mean, I guess you say like plot lines or some aren't really there and like character driven stories, but I'm just like it didn't do anything for his character. It wasn't like a point of contention, like oh, this the, the Human Torch was fighting, and I lost my eyeball because he never really talks do you about think, it again. Do you think that that thematically is what it's supposed to tie to? Is the fact that he was affected by the consequences of superhero combat? I don't know, but he had like no dialogue <laughs> about it. It was is something that happened. He was like, "Well, I'm off to war." <laughs> yeah, he lost his eye, got married, went to war, and came back, had some kids. <laughs> the end. Sounds like a good life to me. Uh, yeah, you survived war. That was well alone, right? right? Yeah. Uh, my light, least favorite scene is the ending. Oh, Me when he too. Just, he's got like the, two kids and he finds some <laughs> random boy that throws newspapers. Like, come over here and let's take a photo. You want to know a fun fact? That random boy is actually the second ghost writer. Yeah. He oh, become, really? He becomes ghost writer. You know I, I looked wrote, it up. You know what I wrote in my notes? What? This boy can't be normal because he specifically says, you're just a normal said, boy. That was 100% not a nor- normal boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. And, and I figured you would let us know why. <laughs> the professor. Point. I will re- <laughs> I, I, research and research. I appreciate that you believed that I would bring you the answer to your question. Is that your Gandalf voice? No, that almost sounded like Bane, though. A little I bit. believe that you wanted your question. <laughs> You merely adopted the <laughs> I was born in it. Anyway. Anyway. Um but yes, that that is uh Danny Ketch is the second ghostwriter after Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze so, is still ghostwriter during it, but somehow he gets Spirit of Vengeance, some about his sister and gang. So what was stuff. the kid's name again? Danny Ketch, oh, I believe. Never mind. Catch as in K-E-T-C-H, I believe. Right. For some reason, I thought you said Johnny instead of No, Danny. Johnny Blaze right. is no, ghostwriter. No, I understand that. I was yeah. going to ask if all ghostwriters had a first name Johnny. Oh, it's Johnny's. Right. Danny, Johnny. But I miss her. Jimmy. So that's my bad. It has to be one of those types of has names. It has though. to have a Y at the end of it. It does. <laughs> Preferably two Ns. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, Danny, Johnny. Yeah, there's see, there's no way I could ever become ghostwriter. If you're a girl, Bonnie. Bon- yeah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> with your sidekick kick glide. What? With your sidekick glide. Bonnie. Bonnie and Glide. Never mind. Oh jeez. <laughs> so that is yes, that was the joke at the end. He wasn't an average boy. I didn't think he was. Um but I didn't like how abruptly it ended. I didn't like that at all. 
Like he's like, they're like you, you know, he, he's all about the religion of superheroes. Mm -hmm. Totally sold out for him. Sure. Makes his money, makes right. his livelihood. His wife's like, you need to retire. We have plenty of money. We just want you home. Mm -hmm. We want you around. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I got to clear Captain Stacy. I mean, I got to clear Spider-Man on Captain Stacy's death. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And he's like, Gwen Stacy's great. She's going to help me. And then she dies and he's like, Spider-Man didn't save her. And he becomes disillusioned like the rest of society. And he's like, now that I've been directly affected because it bothered him that nobody cared that Gwen died. Right. You know, which also is an interesting commentary because as comic book readers, we care that Gwen dies because we care that Peter was affected. Mm -hmm. We we as Spider-Man readers might be affected at that Gwen's death happened. But the average citizen of New York does not care. Doesn't right. care about a girl like Gwen. And his whole point was, it's for the girls like Gwen, it's for the normal people that superheroes are so like they're so important mm -hmm. but then he sees that if when heroes fail somebody then he that impacts him directly it isn't just an idea anymore it's mm -hmm. like a personal thing and i think that's why he tells his assistant no you have to make the documentary you have to do all this work and i believe you know i like to choose in my head canon my my fan theory will is that his assistant does I'm go on to make you. a great a great thing that clears Spider-Man and all that, whatever. But the reality is, is that his idealism was broken. His religion was broken because Gwen Stacy's neck was broken. <laughs> right. It snapped as hard as her neck. Wow. And then he was like, you know what? I'm out. See you later. But it, and that's why he couldn't believe in it anymore, though, ultimately. Sure. Is that he saw that they aren't perfect and that they can't be these paragons because they're going to fail. And um, and I think that's a powerful message too, though, like to an extent. But also, I think it makes him kind of weak. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, like you can't give up your entire life's work because you found out that like somebody failed you. Like that's that's. I, I mean, mean, he did like break off his engagement with his wife because he found out superheroes were real. I thought that was kind of an odd moment. <laughs> we talk about that for a hot second. Like I forgot about that. I read that like, a couple weeks I ago. I can't marry you because I'm not manly enough. Because I'm, yeah, I'm scared that superheroes might... Well, that is that after his brick face? No, that's previous. Is that pre-brick That's, that's pre-brick. Pre -brick. Right. <laughs> it's PB. <laughs> so... So do you think the brick to the face actually made him realize that it doesn't Maybe matter he if he's in date? that he broke up with his wife. And it's just like, we're it's still getting married, right? And she's just like, we yeah, know let's go get, we're still getting married. Amnesia, because he got hit by a brick. <laughs> but no, that's a good point. Like and He starts out, he, his character arc, he actually starts out being afraid of what it means and the fact that he could never compare or pr protect his family in a world where superheroes exist to being their champion and then being disillusioned by the fact that ultimately even if you look at them as protectors for the average person and the fact that they had saved the planet multiple times um that in the end of the day they could still fail you mm -hmm. it's kind of a downer ending really if you think about it it is <laughs> um for being the tone like the tone of the story didn't I didn't think the ending really fit the tone of the story. Like the rest of the tone, he always seemed to be the optimistic one that pushed. Yes. And in the end, I felt like his character arc ended with him almost breaking. Mm -hmm. It did. I don't like that. Me neither. <laughs> so that's my least favorite scene. Do you have a least favorite character? Is it Phil because he broke? <laughs> it is, what's his name, Jameson? Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Because he's a big stinky liar. Yes, and it's all because he's a coward. Yes. Ooh, and, and he reminds gonna... me of way too much of current news outlets. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Pat. I was going to say the same thing. Ooh, and I'm not. Jameson. I'm not specifically pointing out any one singular. No, news. you're saying in I'm general. saying all in general. of them. Because oh, that's how they all are now. Yes. It doesn't matter which side you're on. Right. And you, 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 you villainize the other side. It yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter what they're saying. Right. You, you, can, you, you can keep this Ooh. in or you can cut this out just in case we get axed. <laughs> but technically all like 
all of our media companies are owned by two companies. Yep. yep. I know. Vanguard and Black. And they all and they all and so that's, send it out. It all gets sent out to the same thing. And that's why have you ever seen those videos? Oh, that where is like, so creepy. When, it, like, where like of, like 30, 40, 50 different companies are all saying word for word the same thing because they all read all, off it, the same stuff. It's all like the local channels too. It's not even like the oh, no, major it's not. like national news. It's all just like your local everyday <laughs> schmuck that yep. sits in front of their and you line them all up, and the and that's word why you can't word, trust nothing. They use all the same like key phrases hit and words. Everything. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's literally word for word, and it doesn't matter which side of an argument you're on, depending on what it is. Yep. But that's partially the associated Associated Press releases too. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. We should probably get off this topic. Yeah, because we're gonna get heated. That is my. We're gonna. That's a hot button for that you. That is my least that favorite. Is, <laughs> Is the manipulation of the press. Right. Because yeah. I am a mostly honest individual, and I hate that the people <laughs> we're supposed to put our trust in are not. Yep. I believe that. I can get behind that. <laughs> I know Will yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. We can, um, we're, all, we're all in accordance. We have all come to an accord. We sure. Uh, we can talk about this For this air. one time, <laughs> I shall be in league with the disruptor. <laughs> I'll go with Jameson, too, then, because you're right. What he represents is the total opposite of what Phil represents in it. Yeah, 100%. Like, Phil wants to bring mm-hmm. the honest side. And and maybe that's why he's disillusioned at the end, is because the honest side ends up being a downer. Yeah. But at the same time, he still doesn't... He still feels like they need the support because of what they do, but he can't do it himself anymore. Right. That's a heavy... That's actually a really heavy thought. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I I don't know who I'd pick. Like, I can get behind Jameson being a villain, like being like yeah, at least favorite because he because he was always kind of scummy, even in the beginning. Yeah. Like when when their group was starting out and they all yeah. seemed kind of on the up and up. Jameson was kind of a bum, right? And so I can get behind that, even though I think Jameson's a fun character to be antagonistic. I still think he's kind of a bum. Mm-hmm. He's got some great uh, memes about him. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love 100%. Yeah, Pat, one of Patrick's favorites yeah, it is. is when he laughs at Peter <laughs> Toby Maguire and he goes, Ah, you're serious? <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good one. Um, good gif. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so are we ready to rate it? What are we going to rate it out of photographs? Should we do photographs? Did, did you two say, or did Will say his least favorite? Yeah, Jameson, Jameson. I agreed with you. Yeah, we agreed. Oh, we, we all reached an accord. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm I a, could I'm be. Over here. I could be contrary and like pick somebody else, but like, uh, I, made I think a, it suits. I, I made a it's good fun. argument. I could have said Green Goblin for killing Gwen Stacy. Sure, okay, but he he's have. never like he's not really in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> he's it on also, the cover. It also makes you realize how villains in the comic universe, like from the perspective of an average person. Like these villains, they go on the rampages and stuff. They're almost like forces of nature. Like they're so beyond any normal person that you have to have these superhero teams and individuals like fight them because they can, because the average person can't do anything. Right. And there's that helplessness about it. I think there's some interesting themes in this comic. There is. I do. I do. Anyway. Pictures? You want to do photographs? Because they are so. always talking about the pictures he takes. Yeah, like, why not, why right? Why not? Why not? Photographs. Out of five photos. What'd you give it, Patrick? I, I'm not sure if I want to give it a two or a three. Wow, a two? That's low. Mm-hmm. So you did not enjoy this. I mean, not really. It's okay, but I wouldn't want to go back and read it again, and I wouldn't mm. want to give it to anybody. Yeah. Okay, so. think on that. Think I'll on think it. on it. I'll get back to I'll, you. I, I was gonna say three. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a three. I think it. I think it carried itself pretty well. It had some spots where it kind of like left some loose ends, but overall, I think it did a pretty good job. I liked how it seemed like it was accurate in its depiction of how citizens acted back in what had been the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. I mean, pr- like the '40s to all the way up to what yeah, I would probably t- consider like the '70s, probably. I mean, he was in World War II. 
Yeah, but it would have ended like in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. I think. I don't think it was in the 80s. But yeah, it, it seemed like the way the men conducted themselves and the way he, you know, like treated his wife and everything was very like historically accurate. Yeah. To how men and women behaved back in the day. Yeah, I can see that. And how they were talking about his secretary. Yeah. Like his assistant? Um, so I would give it, part of me wants to give it as high as a four because I think it's a a well done, unique piece. I think the artwork's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. only because like for a story like this, I think a realistic art style lends to the credibility of it being a more grounded story. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't really like character pieces. (laughs) And so I remembered reading this before and just being like, wow, that was really cool. And rereading it, even though it's been years and I don't really remember a lot of it, I thought, <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to give it a three. I'll give it a, I, like, it wasn't bad, uh, but it wasn't great. I could see people, I could see some people, like, especially if you're like a hardcore Marvel fan or have gone back. I have some, uh, they call them masterpiece editions or something marvel masterpieces or something like that masterworks and they're reprints of the original stories okay and i have like the fantastic fours and i have the avengers and some different things i might have the x-men's um Mm -hmm. and you can go back and read like the original publications that way i know i have like four volumes of spider-man's uh so uh it's interesting to get to see those stories in like a modern way uh but yeah i'd have to say even though i felt that it had some good emotional moments i think the themes that are woven throughout it are really well done uh but i would only give it a three probably i think yeah i think it was okay um but again that that has more to do with the fact it's less about an ongoing narrative and more about the character's journey and i just find those types of stories to be more boring to me I guess I'll... Did you decide on a two or three? I guess I'll go with a a three because of how well it showed, of how well it's paralleling our current society. Oh, yeah. With all the FUD that's being thrown around. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Especially, I even liked when he talked about the looting uh, being different between when it was against the mutants and when it was in fear of the end of the world. Yes. And how even angry looting is different than fearful looting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was actually a really interesting observation. And in the last several years in our country, we've seen looting <laughs> and yeah, things. Quite and, a lot of it. And so uh, it it's interesting to see something that showed, like, comparisons of that. It is. So... Yeah, so this is an all-around three. Interesting. Triple three. I think that's the first time we've ever had, like, three threes. So It's not too bad. No, and it's one of those where if you've read some stuff, and like like Patrick said, it's, it's not something we would necessarily be like, oh, you have to read this. No. But if you find the history of Marvel Comics interesting, if you find uh, a story, if you think the premise of a story about someone who is not a hero, who's on the ground being affected by uh, heroes, sounds interesting, then you maybe you should give this a try. Um, do you think... Hmm, do you think this would be... I don't know if this would be friendly to new readers. I don't think it's unfriendly. It wouldn't be because unfriendly, the per- Because but... the perspective is... Right. It's not unfriendly to new readers, but I'd still not I mean, recommend this. You don't really need to know about the events that no, happen in it because it's but more like, about just the, one guy. At the same time, if you're like, hey, I like Marvel movies, I want to get into Marvel, and you read this, the, it would and feel bland. You, you'd be like, hey, like, what is this Galactus guy? Right. It is like a, a kind of a showcase, though, for like what heroes you might like, what villains, what arcs, because there's that point in the beginning when all of the, he's at war and he sees all that huge group of Nazis and they all, all the superheroes just like jump in. Mm, yeah. You'd be like, what's that about? 
Yeah, it's an interesting so like, thought to like think who is this for? Like yeah. like where do where do you fall in? You know what I mean? Yes. Hmm. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I'm glad we read it. I think it's like I think it's a good thing to read for sure. what we do. Right. Um because, you know, there's plenty to check out for what we do. Right. But I do think it's good to try out like standalone stories. I agree. Um and this was one of those, so yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was okay. We it's all were okay. like, "Yeah." I forgot it was a character piece, or else I probably wouldn't have suggested. I'd be like, "I don't want to read that again." <laughs> There's a reason I didn't keep it when I sold my comic collection. But that go. Gwen Stacy issue gets me, man. <laughs> it skews my whole perspective, and it's the last issue in the set, so it's right. what stuck with me, probably. Probably. But anyway, okay. Which well, that was what cool. kind of panicked me when you asked me when we first got here, like, did you read the whole thing? I was like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I read the whole thing as long as it ends where I think it ends. Well, yeah, and that's, and like I said, least favorite scene, it just ends so abruptly. It feels like it just ends. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's I'm going, like, it's going, it's going, it's over. <laughs> like, like, did it actually continue after that? And I was just fooling. I looked too. I was like, did I? Is there something that's missing? Nope. 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 That's just how it ends. Because that's more like real life, and I don't like that. Because <laughs> he retired. Yeah. Yep. Who likes it, real what life? a boring real life ending. Anyway. But, yep. Anything else? We good? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. Else. Well, Montucky, you I'm got us. <laughs> this is Will, and I'm Chris, <laughs> and we are guys with issues. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I mean, most of the time. You can catch Guys With Issues anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you guys any fun? Wow.